Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on yet another CamCast. Uh, this one, believe it or not, based on my sweater, will be shown through the month of December. Mm -hmm. It's not mm -hmm. technically a Christmas uh, episode, and ne neither of the movies we're talking about happens during Christmas, which is a missed opportunity on either one of them. Regardless, it's in December. I'm taking that... Uh, Die Hard thing to heart. Yeah, that's good. It's a Christmas camcast because it's set in December. But it's not about the distinguished competition. It is not. It's at all. about Spider Man. The amazing Spider Man. The amazing We're gonna do the camcast that we should have done. Uh, camcasts. Holy crap! That we should have done right after we did the Raimi Spider Man. I've been I, it, trying to get in the habit of saying the Web Spider Man. The web Spider-Man? Because I noticed that it's MCU Spider-Man, it's Raimi Spider-Man, and then it's Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Ah, that's true. And it's like, it doesn't, you know, and no offense to Andrew Garfield, but it doesn't, it, it it should, doesn't feel it like it's sitting still... in the same tier. So I'm saying marked we or the web Spider-Man. The web of Spider-Man. No, just web Spider-Man. Just web. The web of Spider-Man? So we're, uh, we're talking about Amazing Spider-Man. We'll be talking about Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, this is now like... Fresh eyes, fresh looking at it, trying not to be as negative as possible, being a little bit more even-handed. You know what? It's been, uh... I, at me. I have a complicated history with Amazing Spider-Man. Like, there, there's, like, I remember day by day everything going on. Like, we were having Spider-Man 4, and then we weren't. And then Andrew Garfield walked on stage, and it was all within like a couple months span. And I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" And that's exactly what it was. And, it I, and really I was, was angry. Like that. I was angry. I was fucking furious. Yeah. I felt. I feel so bad for Amazing Spider-Man because going into this, there was no way I was gonna like this movie. Exactly. There was no. I waited. Fucking way. I was, and then you see like the costume. They remade the costume. Yeah. With the. Shades and all the hate was just like coming there was off of so me. much hate. I was like an anime cartoon where, like, you could tell I was gearing up to unspew yeah. like just horrible, I, violent I black smoke <laughs> was coming off me. I straight up said out loud in the theater, A fucking skateboard? Are you kidding me? Of course, I went at the end of the run because I didn't want to support the movie at the beginning of the run. I never watched it in the theater, so when I watched it uh, later on, yeah, I when I got to that scene, I, I had a similar, yeah, similar. Are reaction. you kidding me? But, uh, but yeah, like, I mean, and yeah, part of it was the love for the Raimi movies. Oh okay? yeah, part of it was that, but the biggest part was like you said, we were like, like Spider Man Four, Raimi Spider Man Four. Was announced. Oh, it was going okay. down. Like Malkovich was in talks to be Vulture. Toby was training. Well, and that was a thing. And that was the other thing that always made me mad is that Raimi was building to the lizard because he had Doc, or, uh, Kirk Connors exactly. and all three of them. Exactly. And he wanted Vulture, and they said, "No, we want Venom in number three. So he pushed his Vulture. Yeah. And then what did we get? We get the lizard in Amazing Spider-Man one, and we get Vulture at the beginning of the MCU. Wow. And I was just like. Oh, man, it's a kick to the nuts. It is. It's a huge kick in the nuts. But, yeah, so, like, that's right. Spider-Man 4 was supposed to be Lizard and Vulture. Yeah. Um, excuse me. And, like, I, and yeah, like, they teased Kirk Connors all the way through, so we knew. And I love Dylan Baker as an actor, so I was pumped to see him as the Lizard. What an awesome. Yeah. It was so awesome. So I was pumped about that. And then even like, like just the fact that they were circling Malkovich for Vulture. At that time, I <laughs> and was that like... that was so perfect. What? <laughs> Can you imagine Malkovich as the Vulture? Like, classic Vulture? Exactly. Like, classic, like, full green suit. Yeah. Maybe slightly mechanized wings, but... And then that tuft... The, yeah, he's got to have the tuft. Right? Like, and looking like a vulture. Like, yeah. I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? And then, then they go, well, yeah, we're just going to reboot it. Yeah. So then you're like, oh, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? Why? Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, you're going to have the new Spider-Man movie. Okay, it's called yeah. Amazing Spider-Man. Fine, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, it's another origin flick. That was another thing. We just saw that one. What, 10 yeah. years ago? Not even. Less than that. That's right. No, 10 years yeah, ago, 10 exactly. Years, yeah, because it was... 2002 was the first one, yeah. And so you're like, oh, another origin flick. Uh, yeah. Okay, all right, I, I mean, I guess. Um, and then uh, then they, you know, announced Andrew Garfield. Why? They're like, oh, from the social network. And I was like, 
okay. I saw. Never I, saw. Yeah, I saw it and I forgot he was in it. Yeah, and I felt bad too because I was so mad about it. But when he came on stage and he was talking, you could tell he was so happy and excited. Never, and he, like and he that, loved Spider Man his whole that life. Clip where he's in the costume, yeah, and he pulls the mask off, <laughs> and he's like, "I get to be Spider Man." Yeah, like, fuck. It's like you know, if you're Tom Holland, mm -hmm. same thing. Huge Spider Man fan. Yeah. Like, I love that interview where he's just like, "Oh, I would love to be Spider Man in a movie." And then, like, years later, he's Spider-Man in a fucking movie. It's funny, too, though. And then, could you imagine if they were just like, oh, yeah, everyone's gonna shit on this because yeah. it's not The Amazing Spider-Man. But, like, the people that loved Amazing Spider-Man, that weren't Raimi fans, and loved Andy Garfield, and loved The Amazing Spider-Man, I bet you they had a similar feeling when that third movie got cancelled, and boom! I love that Spidey's you brought this up. War. I love that you brought that up, because I was thinking about this before, like, because I was like, how am I gonna do this? Am I gonna write down my likes and dislikes? And then I was like, I don't know, because... We talked about this on the Ghostbusters Camcast, where we're getting to that point where we're going to see a lot of our childhood stuff being rebooted, rebooted, mm -hmm, rebooted, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, that version of Ghostbusters won't be for us. So, okay, fine. We'll go back to the ones that is for us. Yeah. We'll, we'll consume that media because that's for us. Yeah. Right? And I thought, like, okay, yeah, a lot of the people that love the Raimi stuff, that was their first live-action Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, there's a bit of that, like, no, 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 but that's that's mine. Yeah. That's mine. Like, I was in high school when this happened, or I was just out of high school, you know, like or whatever the case may be. Like, we were, I think, just out of high school. Just out of high school. When Spider-Man hit. Yeah. But I remember seeing the trailer, the first trailer for Raimi's Spider-Man, and just being like, jaw dropped. I went to watch Final Fantasy of the Spirits Within. Yes. In 2001, yes. because the Spider-Man trailer was going to be on there, and it was the World Trade Center. It was the World Trade Center, because I remember seeing yeah. the World Trade Center tra uh, trailer as well. Yeah. I remember just being... With like, the helicopter and the webs between the two dropped. towers. You don't see much of Spider-Man nope. at all. No. Nope. But the main shot was the money shot. Twin towers, helicopter, webs. It was like... Yeah. Huh. And then it goes to the reflection in his eye, and you see him, and he swings off, and, and like, we're like, we're oh, getting Spider-Man oh, next year. God. And not only are we getting Spider-Man... But, like, we're getting Spider-Man, like, swinging around New York, like, the animated cartoons. Yeah. Because up until that point, if you wanted good Spider-Man, that was it. Yeah, it was animated. You know, we saw, I saw clips of that 1977 Spider-Man thing. <laughs> you can see him throwing the robe. Yeah. You can clearly see him, like, <laughs> Batmaning up the side of the wall, you know, yeah. and there, it's, like, clearly shot on an angle. But this was, like, holy fuck. So then I was thinking, like, uh, same with Star Wars. The kids that grew up with the New Hope stuff, they're like, that's my Star Wars. Mm -hmm. There's a whole generation of people that grew up with the prequel trilogy. Yeah, That's their Star Wars. Yeah. And, yeah, you could sit there and say, oh, yeah, they're garbage movies. They're this, that, and the other. Yeah. And they're just still going to be like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Those are mine. Yeah. Those touched me the way those movies touched you. Mm -hmm. So now I was thinking about it. It's like, okay, so I'm... So I, when I rewatched Amazing Spider-Man this time around, I'm looking at it from that perspective. Me trying too. to look at it from Me that too. perspective where it's like, this wasn't made for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was. It was made for Spider-Man fans, but it wasn't necessarily made for, like, us. Yeah. Okay? It was made for that new generation, just like the MCU. It was made for Spider-Man fans, but not all of them. And also trying to get new Spider-Man fans in. Yeah. And... Trying to and realizing that for some people this was their gateway into the world of Spider-Man, mm -hmm. so this touched them, and they went, "I love Spider-Man." Yeah. For whatever reason, this is it. I love Spider-Man, and then that's where they started getting into it. So, having said all that, I'm gonna try to be more even-handed with my criticism. I can tell you right now, my reaction to this movie is nowhere near like it was when it was first announced. Same here. Okay. Actually, watching it now, I was like. These aren't bad. No. These aren't bad no, at all. No. But before we get any further, guys, yeah. let's do this. Let's do this. Amazing Spider-Man. Came out in 2012. Directed by Mark Webb. Screenplay by James Vanderbilt, who also came up with the story. Uh, James Vanderbilt, Alvin Sargent, and Steve Close. Starring Andrew Garfield, naturally, as Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy. Uh, is it Riss? Rise? I, Rise Iffen. Rise Iffen. I am going to just say that, yeah, because it sounds cool. Is uh, Dr. Kirk Connors, the lizard. Dennis Leary is Captain George Stacy, the father of Gwen Stacy. Martin Sheen is Ben Parker. Sally Field, Mae Parker. Chris Zilka is Flash Thompson. 
Uh, Campbell Scott is Richard Parker, and M. Beth Davids is Mary Parker. Now, those are Peter's blood, like parents. Mm-hmm. Ben and May, for those of you who don't know, is his aunt and uncle. And then we've got C. Thomas Howell, who's Jack's father, the crane operator. And this is the boy, the father of the boy that Steve, uh, Spider-Man saves for the first time doing something other than revenge. Yes. Okay, and it ties into one of the scenes that we'll talk about later on. So the budget for this, they say it was like two to, 200 to 230. I'm just going to leave it at 230. Mm-hmm. 230 million, box office, 758 million. Which is good. It's good. I think uh, I think 758 is either a little lower than Spidey 3 or a little higher. It, w- it was around Spidey 3. I, I, I remember it think, wasn't it wasn't a huge jump. I think it was a little bit higher. Never mind. Apparently Spider-Man 3 was 849 million. Okay. Ah, okay. So Spider-Man 2 was 789 million. Yeah. 758. Okay, so it was Spidey 2. Yeah. It's nuts that Spider-Man 3 made almost almost a billion dollars. Yeah. Wow. A lot of people love Venom. I think a lot of people were excited to see him. Yeah, which, you know, and that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Anyway, so uh, even still, for a reboot and a gritty, that's and that was one of the things, they, that was the other part, too, what they were saying was that this is like a gritty reboot. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it was like, how many gritty fucking reboots yeah. do we need? Yeah. This is the one character that shouldn't be a gritty reboot. But, uh... Your last trilogy was literally made by the team that made the Evil Dead! And there was nothing gritty about it. <laughs> like... You know? Uh, Man of Steel is another one. Let's do a gritty reboot of Superman. Yeah, that's what we need. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Grit. So, it made $758 million. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying it's largely not a good movie, this one in particular. Only because it's it's rushed for one. Like there was a feeling of rushed I felt from it, which is weird because it wasn't really rushed. It would have been about the same time Spider Man Four came out. I think there was a sense of uh, of it being a little rushed. Well, the main reason why I feel like it's... it's Because, uh, like, Spidey 4 was coming out in, in 2011, I think, and then this came out in 12, so... That's... Uh, you know what? That's true. That's true. Uh, that's part of it. Uh, I shouldn't say the story's so bad. It's just that there was a lot of choices that they made for this movie, and they made it intentionally to set it apart from... Yes. Raimi's Spider-Man. Yeah. And that, in my opinion, don't work. Like, they don't work for me. Um, it's the biggest one, the most prevalent, especially because it covers both movies, is the inclusion of uh, Richard and Mary Parker. Mm-hmm. So Steve, uh, Peter's parents, okay, they they do a quick beginning where they show like, you know, he was living with his parents. Yeah, they're very briefly in the first one, and uh, you know, it shows them in a rush to get everything. And then they drop Peter off with uh, May and Ben and May Parker, and, and then then they disappear into the ether. Now, in the comic books, his parents were legit spies. Yeah. Okay, it was a legit part of the backstory, so it's not like they just created it for the movie and people are just like, "Oh, what the fuck!" Uh, but my issue with it, and I mentioned it to you, was uh, my issue was they use his parents' storyline as an angsty story for him to start off with. So now he's like, you know, like, oh, like my parents, you know, it, it was like a, it was an adoption storyline type of thing. Where yep. like he, it was almost like he found out he was adopted. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, my parents, my real parents, I want to know this and that. And the problem I had with it was that, like, <laughs> that just wasn't my Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not going to say, like, because, uh, like, a lot of people tell you, like, they'll go, well, you know, his portrayal in Raimi isn't comic accurate. Like, Peter Parker's initial portrayal in Raimi is that nerdy, bookish loser guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's true. Like, in the original Steve Ditko, Stan Lee, like, Amazing Fantasy 15, he's a douchebag. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a smart kid, but he knows he's smarter than everyone else. And uh, so, like, 
the actions of uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man are pretty close, or Peter Parker, close to that. Um, but, like, he, but at the end of the day, his, Ditko's, and at least Peter Parker, loved his grand, his aunt and uncle as if they were his parents. Yes. And I said, like, it makes sense because, like, he, well, let's say he's, what, five, six at the beginning of the movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 15, 16 by the time the movie starts, like, he's officially in high school. It's Ten years of them. Four, five years longer. He's yeah. known his aunt and uncle five years longer. Like, yeah. And it's, you know, and whatever the case may be. Like, however they want to do it, it just, it felt like they did it just so they can go, well, this is different. This is different, right? Um, like, even the way they kill off Ben Parker is specifically different. Mm -hmm. Okay, like, you don't necessarily have to have him become a wrestler that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, so like the take, that take was one of those where I was like, it's different, but I'm okay with it because like you can only do the wrestler thing so much. I was okay with it because it was, it was the same thing. He let the guy go. Yeah. Right. Um, and the wrestling ring and like the, the whole wrestling thing still came into his origin. He just yeah. wasn't a wrestler. He just wasn't he, a wrestler. He, I mean, he designed his suit off of mask he saw. Exactly. So it's so, like, it's uh, it's one of those rare occasions where you can have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, and it works. So like, um, so I never had an issue with that, but jamming his parents into almost every aspect really, really bothered me. And then, the, like I said, like leading into the whole angsty shit, really, really bugged me. Um, the skateboarding stuff still bugs me. Still, still bugs still me. Still bugs me. It's it, it's one of those where I'm just like. They only did it so that you would go, oh, he's cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's cool. He skateboards. <laughs> you know? He's got that sweater with, like, the like fingerless gloves. Yeah. Like, he's, he's cool. I had no problems with him being, like, uh, like an outsider in the sense, like, not necessarily, like, the picked-on nerd, mm. but he just wasn't part of the cool kids. I had no problem with that um, at all. I, I even had no problem with him, like, sticking up for the little guy type of thing. Yeah. I had no issues with that. Um, my biggest issues with how they portrayed Peter was the back and forth relationship with uh, Gwen, especially in Amazing Spider-Man Two. But uh, it's the ending for Amazing Spider-Man that really like tweaks it for me, like really tweaks it. Where he's just like, he makes the promise to Captain Stacy, mm -hmm. "I'll stay away from Gwen," and then at the end of the movie, he goes, "Promises are made to be broken." Yeah. And you're like, what? Yeah. You're the guy that fucking put the suit on. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> your actions caused the death of your fucking father. I'm sorry, your uncle. He's not really your father. Yeah. But still, your uncle, your father figure. <laughs> and then you're going to go, oh, promises are made to be broken. Yeah. Fuck you. And then you. the second movie just goes bouncing back and forth between it. Fuck you. Like, I was, I'm still bitter about that. I, I... Most of the other stuff in this movie is is me, and I said this to you like before you even talked about this. I said I look at it now, and I understand exactly what they were going for, mm -hmm. and I get it, you know. And if I was watching this in a vacuum, I would probably really like this movie more so, uh, except for you know the stuff that I just mentioned. Be but the problem was, I had seen Spider Man done by Raimi, and when it got to those scenes that they did, they did similar scenes. In my opinion, they worked better under Raimi as opposed to in here. So in this one in particular, the scene I'm talking about is, uh, so this is towards the end of the movie. He's got his Spider-Man costume on. Yep. He's heading towards uh, Lizard. He's going he's gonna to fight him. He's going to take him down. He's going to save New York. Uh, ultimately, the world, I think, the stakes were... Uh, Potentially the world, but anyway. And he ends up getting shot by one of... Uh, the police. The Stacy's men. Yep. And now he can't quite swing as well as he had been yep. doing it prior. So, the uh, C. Thomas Howell, the crane operator, sees that what Spider-Man's trying to do, realizes that he can't, and because Spider-Man saved his son early in the movie, he goes, let's get everyone together. Okay, and disregard the fact that 
it's physically impossible to have that many cranes lined up in New York at that time of night. Let that go. It's a movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Even though that did, I remember thinking every time I watch it, I go, okay, okay. But I mean, I guess we're talking about a movie where a guy can spin webs yeah. and swing around and have the proportionate strength of a spider. So, okay. <laughs> we'll let it go. And the scene, and it's a nice scene. Like, it's basically, it nice basically yeah. saying, like, okay, so here's the point where people in New York and Spider-Man go like this, because no matter how many people sit there and say, he's a scourge, he's a menace, he's a criminal, there's always going to be the people that he saved that'll go, no, he isn't. Mm -hmm. And so it's a really great scene. The problem is, is that the bridge scene in Spider-Man is infinitely better. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, it's the scene, and again, towards the end of the movie, Green Goblin has it rigged. He's on the the, uh, the bridge. In one hand, he's got a uh, rail car full of kids. and the other hand, he's got Mary Jane. And he says, you got to save... you got to pick one. Because you can't save both of them. Spider-Man does. And now, he's holding Webb to the bridge. He's got Mary Jane... He's got the uh, rail car full of uh, kids. Yep. And he doesn't know this, but Goblin is coming for him and he's about to gut him from behind. Okay? And all Spider-Man is trying to do is get Mary Jane down onto the boat so that he can deal with the kids. Just as Goblin is about to fucking kill Spider-Man, he gets hit in the head with a brick. And then the people on the bridge are just like, you mess with him, he's trying to save kids. Yep. You mess with New York. You mess with Spider-Man. You oh, yeah. mess with New York. Yeah, you mess with one of us. <laughs> you mess with all of us. And and I've been practicing, because normally when I talk about that scene, I get a little choked up because it's a beautiful scene. It's a very powerful scene. And it very much is exemplifying that Spider-Man is New York. That's why that's why like Spider-Man could never have moved to England. He could never have gone to England and be Spider-Man in England. He has to be in New York. But anyway, so unfortunately, I I know what they're trying to do with that scene, and it works. It's just eclipsed by an infinitely better scene mm -hmm. that works perfectly across the board. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of this movie comes from, where it's a lot of like, like I I watched it, and the, most of the time I was watching it like, I, I'm sorry, but... I physically feel like it's better done in the previous movie. Well, I mean, it is. I was able to do something really amazing, no pun intended, where I was pun able... Pun intended, don't you dare. Where I was able to watch this, and I never thought about the Raimi movies at all. That's impressive. I couldn't do that. I haven't watched the first movie since 2014. I, I re-watched it right before Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out, and then that's the last time I watched both of them. Oh, wow. I've watched them more than you, then. You, I definitely oh, you definitely have. You definitely have. Yeah. So I, I put it on, and I was like, I'm watching it. I found the, the storyline with the parents quite intriguing. I was like, okay, well, it's different. You know, I, I prefer I prefer being different than totally rehashing everything that's been done before. Andrew Garfield is fantastic as Spider-Man. Okay, he's he's got the... He's, well, got, he's got the physique. He's got the personality. Uh, blanket statement. There's nothing wrong with the cast. Oh, the cast is insanely good. There's absolutely insanely good, and the fact the that they only had like a year or two to whip this thing together is even more impressive. Emma Stone was perfect as Gwen, and not only was she perfect as Gwen, her chemistry with Andrew Garfield is. That's one thing that I will say, though. Wow. The chemistry between those two wow. versus the chemistry between Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst. Which I always thought was good until I saw this. It's night and day. It's it, like, that was actually one of the few things, one of the few positives that I would say, even when I first watched it, was like, you can't deny the chemistry. Chemistry's mm -hmm. off the fucking charts. Mm -hmm. Like, those two are on screen, you're like... These two love each other. Why like, can't we be like that? Like, <laughs> like you look at your wife and go, well, why can't we? Uh, yeah. More so in, in this one as opposed to the second one. But there's reasons for that in the second one. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. The casting for Uncle Ben and Aunt Mayer is, is phenomenal in this. That's so good. It's phenomenal. Like, obviously, it's more comic accurate in the Raimi trilogy. You know, super old grandma, uh, grandma, aunt, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. 
the two in here, excellent. Oh, like seriously, the best out of that, all, all the Spider-Man movies. That's the best uh, Aunt May there is. Oh, I, I'm saying, man. I don't mind looking at the new one. <laughs> I think this is my favorite anime. No, not mine. Mine no. is still... Rosemary Harris? Yeah, it's still her. Yeah. Um, it's, it's tough. It is really tough because they're all really good. They're all really good, but she really stepped it up in the second Amazing Movie where I was like, I think this is my favorite anime. Mm, it's not for me, but I will agree with you that she Because again, the chemistry between them is just as good. But that's the other thing too. The chemistry between chemistry. the entirety of this cast in the, right. in the first movie. Yeah, the first is... Not the second movie. No. The, and we'll get to that. There's reasons there's, for that There's too. casting problems in the second movie. Um, I don't I don't know that there's casting problems per se, but I think it's more directing direction problems. And not to suggest that like, it's problems with Mark... Webb's directing, but it's the directions from him and from uh, the studio executives. So those were the ones that really hampered the second one. They hampered this one, but this one had the benefit of essentially just being a single story, mm -hmm. right? They had a couple of plot threads that they were going to leave to dangle, yep. which was intentional, like the stuff with his parents. Like they intentionally did that because they wanted a bigger payoff. Um, but yeah, there's nobody in this movie that I could take out and be okay with. Yeah. Nobody. And speaking of which, Dennis Leary. <laughs> so, I love Dennis Leary. I'm a huge fan of Dennis Leary. That was the casting that most excited me for this movie. I was pumped about that. Actually, I, uh, Martin Sheen, Sally Field, and, uh, Rice, FN, and, uh, Dennis Leary. Those were the four I was like, okay. All right, mm -hmm. uh, and obviously Emma Stone because I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I've liked her since fucking super bad. Oh yeah, same like, here. Instantly liked. Instantly. So I was just like, okay, all right, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Even though I, I'm, I'm, and I, and I was fine with him going with Gwen Stacy first because I remember even like the first time I watched uh, like the Spider Man movie, I knew why they went with Mary Jane. Yeah. Right. Because most people know who Mary Jane is. Off of the animated series. Off the animated series, or anyone that was reading comic books yeah. since I mean, Gwen the was, fucking 70s. Gwen was dead since, what, the 70s, right? Oh, the 70s. I think it was 77. Early 70s? Like, yeah? Was it that late? I want to I say, yeah, mid to late. Mid to late 70s. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Regardless, um, so like more people know her, uh, Mary Jane, than they do Gwen. Yes. But... I was intrigued with the fact that they went with Gwen. Me too. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Even though it telegraphs Gwen's death. <laughs> well, yeah, which happened way too soon. But again, we'll get to that too. Yeah, well, um, I'm, I'm definitely going to talk about my, my theory, my proposed Amazing Spider-Man trilogy, because I think the idea works. But, uh, but yeah, no. And I liked how Dennis Leary kind of played like the, the J. Jonah Jameson role in this. Well, the irony is that like his uh, his stand up role is like anti authoritarian. Yeah. And yet now he's like he's the man. He's the man. <laughs> but like his made sense with within the context of the character because he's the captain of the police force, and he's saying like like his thought like I went to school for this. I trained for this. Okay. Mm -hmm. I know the difference between like right and wrong. I know what's legal and what's not legal. Like, this guy, he's just like, uh, he puts on a fucking mask? Okay. Yeah. No, let us do our job. Or become a cop and then do the job. You know? So his made sense. Uh, in the Raimi movies, they don't explore the big reason as to why. Like, like he goes, like, oh, he wears a mask. He's got to hide something. But in the comic books, they delve into the reasons as to why and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, okay, it kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. But either way... Um, but I agree, like, yes, his was the, uh, the Jameson role, but in a way that made so much more sense. I really liked it. I, now, watching this now, like, eight years later, with the Raimi truly far enough behind, and me, like, now we're on another Spider-Man now, I, I'm, like, right. I'm used to, like, okay, we're gonna have different Spider-Mans throughout my life, whatever. Exactly, exactly. 
I really, really enjoyed this a lot so more. So did I. I, I, uh, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would, and... And knowing what we know now, like, the, the internet is great for having all this information, so, like... From Amazing Spider-Man and, and on, the studio, Sony is basically, they're really trying to make it so that, like, they acknowledge Ben, uh, ben Parker and his role in the gestation of Spider-Man, but they're trying, they, they keep trying to make it so that someone else is the mentor, mm -hmm. okay? So, like, in this one, yeah, they give you Ben Parker right away. They have to, because it's an origin flick. Yeah. Right? And then they shift over to uh, Captain Stacy. So Dennis Leary is like pivoted into being like the mentor role because that's exactly what happens. Because when they start having these like butthead conversations, Peter starts changing how he approaches being Spider-Man because of that. Yes, good right? point. So it isn't just like yeah, whatever, fuck you. Blah, blah, blah. He starts looking at it differently, and it's also. That conversation that leads into what I think is one of the best scenes in the whole movie uh, and does what the crane scene did infinitely better. And it's when Peter saves the crane operator's son on the bridge. Because up until that point, Spider-Man has been a vessel for vengeance. True. Okay? And that's another thing, too. So as a Spider-Man fan... Watching Peter Parker slowly, you know, create that costume based around ultimately finding the guy that killed his uncle and killing him. They don't say that's what he's going to do. But you figure it. You get the sense that mm. he's not going to just put him in jail, right? So you see that building, and then it's, it's after this conversation that at that point he looks at it differently. So he saves the kid. He saves the kid partly because he takes the mask off. Gives it to the case and put it on. I really like that. You that know, was good too. It is amazing. It is amazing. It is amazing. It is amazing. <clears throat> that, like, sure, the shit at the end where, like, you go, like, oh, that's not fuck. Peter Parker would never do that ever. Promises mean something to him. Um, but that scene, Every single time I see that scene, like, I, I forgot about but this time I knew it was coming. I was like, oh, yeah. But I never think of it in those terms where it's like, but he's evolved it, and now he's looking at it beyond vengeance. Now he's looking at it like, no, I have to help people. Mm -hmm. This this hate, this like, this hurt that I have isn't going to go away if I, if I can kill this guy. Yeah. But it is going to go away if I use my powers for good. And it's a beautiful scene because the kid is freaked out. Oh, yeah. You know? And Cars on fire? Like He didn't have to take the mask off and say, hey, put it on. It'll give you powers like me. He didn't have to. He could have just said, oh, fuck, come here. Mm -hmm. You know, he could have done whatever, like, cool Spider-Man thing to make the kid feel good. But he goes the extra step, and that's and I'm like, oh, it's so great. And it's one of those rare times where the hero took his mask off, and I've never once complained. Never once you'll you hear me complain about that. You know? Mm -hmm. Because it's right up there with the fucking maskless, maskless scene in Spider-Man 2 where they're like, we won't tell. Oh, man, that scene. You know? And that's that other, like, Spider-Man is New York scene. Exactly. Like. That's the best one. That is the that's best the best one, one so far. Uh, Spider-Man 3. So, so far. Is, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. But he's kind of hot. No Way Home over. is looking looking like it's it's shaping up pretty nicely. I've got like spider like into the Spider Verse vibes for this one where I'm like this could be the best Spider Man movie ever, yeah. but I don't want to talk it up too much. Yeah, don't talk it up too much, but holy but crap! It's that so scene for me, I was like, oh fuck! If we and you know, and, and I love that that scene is the reason for the crane scene. It's just unfortunate that that scene's better than the crane scene. Mm -hmm. You know, it's still really good, but that scene with the kid is just like. It's amazing. It's amazing. I stand by that. It's amazing. There's that. a lot of amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> another scene I really, really, really like in this movie, because it shows you how smart Peter is um, outside of just everything he does science-wise, is creating a web in the sewer to feel the vibrations of the lizard. Creating the web spinners in general. Yeah, well, that too. 
But we knew that was coming. They weren't doing the organic thing in this. No, but it is awesome that, that he still did it. And I like that they included that in, like, uh, Homecoming. Mm -hmm. I like like I like that it was web spinners, but I like that they made a point of showing, like, in Civil War, that he made the webbing. Mm -hmm. And that he was further tweaking it. But that scene, where he's hunting out the lizard. Yeah, we just And he has them all out. All, yeah. And he's just hanging out. He's just I was hanging just like, out. Jesus, he's waiting for fire, and then he gets the vibration, and then the vibrations are here and here and here. And you're like, oh my god, what's happening? And then all the fucking reptiles start coming yeah. towards him. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. So yeah, that was that's a great scene. Fucking awesome. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, and it uh, it does lead into one of the best scenes, one of the only like daytime scenes with Spider Man in the whole movie. That's, yeah, it's a lot of nighttime stuff. It's almost all nighttime except for the lizard fight scene. Mm -hmm. Although, before we get to that, uh, I should also mention that, like, I have seen, like, some people say, like, the lizard was, like, a poor man's Dr. Octopus because, you know, it's essentially the scientist who wants to create something to better the world but goes crazy because of it, and it's, like, yeah, it's like 90% of Spider-Man's world villains. It really is. Like, I mean, they, the that, whole crux of Spider-Man is science gone wrong. <laughs> it just, it's just who handles what better, right? Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why Peter Parker's so different is because he, he, uh, well, actually not so much because originally he was just going to use it to make money. <laughs> mm. He's going to use it to make money, get rich. And it, and uh, the stuff that like the Raimi shit doesn't really touch upon, but the comic books in almost every version of the origin touches upon is that like when he got those powers it wasn't like i want to be a hero it was i'm gonna fucking show them all those fucking pricks that rub my nose in it for being different i'm gonna show them yeah i'm gonna make money i'm gonna bang bitches fuck all y'all right then his uncle dies and he's the reason why his uncle dies then it changes and then he's just like oh fuck right yeah so uh, they explore that in the sense that he's looking to kill the guy. And it's... Oh, yeah. You know, but... Uh, but, yeah, so they don't touch upon that so much. But, uh, ultimately, though, it's science got a muck, right? So now Spider-Man has to fight all these other science guys. Lizard's, like, one of his most long-standing rogues. I think it was Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man 3, I think, he was introduced. Because <clears throat> number one was Chameleon. Yep. Which always blows my mind. I always remember. Yeah, he like, is the first. Oh yeah, that's right. And yet he's, the first he's never been in a, in any of the movies. Uh, I mean, I mean, visually, I mean, it's a cool power that he has, but it, it wouldn't look as great as a guy with like fucking four mechanical arms. No, he would have to. He would have to shape change, but it would have to be like Clayface style shape changing. Yes. Where, like, the face physically, like, you see the eyes move and everything. Like, uh, like Mystique, but slower and more grotesque. I think yeah. that would be the only way that would make him stand out. I think so. Um, almost like the reverse of, like, uh, an American werewolf in, in London. That yeah. old 70s where, like, it looks painful to change into a werewolf, right? <laughs> anyway, anyway. Uh, so, the lizard... The build-up with Lizard, like, even the mentorship, like, you know, he meets Peter, and he knew Peter's dad, that kind of stuff. I was like, oh, this is really good. It helps that it's Rice FN. Rice FN! Rice FN! It helps it's that it's him, because he's a fucking great actor. He's a phenomenal actor. You know, like... I if, wish I could pronounce his name. If you're not going to go with, uh, with Dylan Baker, that's a really, really good follow-up. Like, as a consolation prize, I'm okay with that. Yes, me you too. Know? Um, and visually, I liked the way Lizard looked too. Like he looked really. He didn't have that elongated snout, but it was clearly the lizard. Like you knew who you were looking at. Yeah, but like most of the time, if you, most of the artist depictions, he doesn't really have a huge long snout. No. Like his initial, it's almost like it just comes out. Almost that was like more a, or less in the nineties, eh, with McFarlane and stuff, where they started growing it longer. McFarlane's is not a protruding snout. It's actually a little bit more closed in, but he looks more like, well, it's McFarlane, yeah. so it's, it's got a certain style to the art. Yeah. But uh, but visually, it looked like amazing. Visually, it was great. 
I would have loved a white trench coat. I was just thinking the same thing. I was like, the only thing I would have liked is, <laughs> is a white trench coat. <laughs> like if it was still kind of on, like yeah. parts of it were still like there was rips in it, you know. But other than that, other than that, he I looked was, really good. He looked really good. And I also liked how he uh, was sentient while he was lizard. Like he wasn't like the Hulk. Mm -hmm. Like he spoke and he was smart as the as the lizard. Although I didn't, I hated his plot to make the world reptiles. I hated that one, and I hated that Transform it just like the world. shoots the big fucking thing in the air, like that whole thing to yeah. make everybody like I, I I hate that. I still I'm still just like ah out of all of it, no. But everyone will be lizard people. Whatever, whatever. Uh, I think really like my only major negative still is that I don't really like the costume in this. Oh, that's a big one for me. I know I it was don't. supposed to be, like, the first version of this costume. No, I don't think so. I actually don't think so at all. I think when everyone shit all over it, they were like, this is the first version. Okay, we'll change it. It's a first we'll version. We'll change it. Relax. Because why else would they go with such a super intentionally comic accurate version yeah. of the second one? I mean, the only difference with Amazing Spider-Man 2's costume and... Uh, the regular normal cartoon or comic book is that the colors are darker. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a burgundy and a navy blue as opposed to bright red and bright blue. Yeah. Like the MCU Spider-Man. Like those colors. Bright, bright. Bright, bright. They don't, that's the only thing that they don't do. <laughs> yeah. Okay? I guarantee you it's because most people were like, eh, you know, I don't like it. It's an awful costume. It's a, it's horrible. It, it's it's got that shiny latex look to it, and the and the big like dark glasses. Remember and... when I complained about? Uh, Looks like you bought it out of a sex shop. I, I, I guess yeah. But remember when I complained about how, in the Raimi movies, Peter like physically makes this costume by hand. Yes. And the costume looks great, but the materials you're just like, how the fuck. Like, I don't care how smart he is. With the ribbed, like, webs and stuff. Like, or, like, the thick, like, out, like, plastic spider design. Yeah. Like, even just the design itself. Like, everything. You're just like... Like, I, I know in the comic books, he physically sewed it by hand. I know that, okay? Ultimate, he physically sewed it by hand until he told Mary Jane. And Mary Jane was like, I'll take care of the repairs, buddy. <laughs> don't you worry you're terrible at it i'll take care of that and yeah. you're like okay that makes sense you know and at least with mcu like you know they had him have a makeshift costume which i was fine with mm -hmm. you know and it's like and then and of course in um far from home he makes his own costume which is again fine so i i mean i get it but it's like how could he and to yours like like unless he went to a sex shop you know but it's like where the fuck are you getting these materials? Yeah. Well, I mean... Like... It's so... His helmet looked... Or, like, his mask looked more like that basketball material. Yeah. Like, it was it was weird. And, like, the design the design was strictly the, so the that it... Gloves and... So it was to stand apart from Raimi. It was... Again, it was... It's just no different than MCU. But then it almost looks unrecognizable as Spider-Man. No, no, you know it's Spider-Man. You do because it is Spider-Man. I, I, I disagree with the unrecognizable Okay, stuff. so if you saw that costume on Saturday Night Live without a spider on it, would you think, oh, I'd that looks like Spider-Man? Spider I definitely think Spider-Man. There's no way around it. I'm not, I'm not trying to be like a, a contrarian or anything, but honestly... You're failing. No, 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 I'm not. Because honestly, like, flat out, you know it's Spider-Man. You, you know it's Spider-Man. You don't like it. You think it's... Look, it's, it's not... Uh, Okay, as an example, the Iron Spider suit in the comic books yes. looks less like a Spider-Man costume, and yet you still know it's Spider-Man. Right, but that newer one they just had that was like a gray-blue did not look like a Spider-Man costume. Green, gray-blue? Yeah, and Spencer's oh, run there. Yes, no, that one... That did 100%. not look like a Spider-Man costume. 100%. I was, I, my first thought was... If you didn't know that was Spider-Man, you wouldn't know. Yeah. You wouldn't know at all. Mm -hmm. But even with the shitty Iron Spider one, like, and that, so that's a prime example. So that's a better argument. This one, you know, it's Spider-Man. It's just not good. Yeah. There's just nothing good about okay, it. Okay, yeah, but uh, I don't know. I really just don't like it. Oh, I hate it. 
I think it looked like garbage. Even the material, like everything about everything it. Everything like, about it looks ridiculous. When you swing through the city and you see it just like shining, like all glistening. And it's just I, like, can, I remember I complained with about the Raimi ones where the webbing was really shiny. And I knew like that was just a CGI thing. Like they had to make it silver because mm-hmm. at the time they couldn't handle wax for the CGI stuff. But it still was off-putting for me. Same with this shiny webbing. Mm-hmm. Those were the things that were off-putting. But this whole thing is off-putting. Like, this, this whole, whole thing. thing is just like, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Now, now imagine the bridge scene with the kid, and he had Amazing Spider-Man 2's mask. Melt my heart, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. But yeah, this the suit is the absolute worst thing about this movie. Second only to the ending where Peter goes... Promises are made to be broken. <laughs> I look, look. I was there when your dad died. I literally promised to him his last final breath. I was like, "I'll stay away from your daughter." I really liked though how she turned around and she went, "My dad talked to you, didn't he?" Or my dad made you promise. Yeah. Like she knew. She knew. She knew. And yet, when he went, promises are made to be broken. She wasn't just like. She wasn't like. It's young dude, love. It's young love. Dude, my dad made you promise mm-hmm. i mean you were there when he died okay fine let's hook up i yeah. mean you look like well, that guy i have my so fingers crossed yeah like <laughs> you look like that dude from the social network actually like uh what was it the spideyverse comic book made a reference to both movies really where they were like like there was two of them talking and they were just like well you know there's the one there's the guy that looks like the one of the guys looks like the one from the social code Mm-hmm. And there's like, oh yeah, did you meet the one that looks like the guy from Seabiscuit? Yeah. <laughs> it's something along those lines. And I was just like, that's fucking great. That's great that they included that in there. But uh, yeah, so the suit is the one of the things I hate the most. And it's funny, like, when you compare this to the second movie, like, the suit's my least favorite thing about this, and the suit's my favorite in the sequel. Yeah, well, the second one is like, there's course correction, because, yeah, this movie made... Money, like money, (laughs) and good money too. Like it wasn't like it didn't just barely make budget. It made its money back and then made a nice, healthy fucking profit. Enough of a profit where they were like, "There's no way we're not doing a second one. There's no way we're not doing a trilogy." (laughs) Okay, we're doing trilogies now, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, my only other complaint, but this is tied into Amazing Spider-Man Two, is the inclusion, the emphasis of his his parents they touch upon it in here they do a little bit more like throughout the movie but amazing spider-man 2 is the main emphasis oh, so yeah. I, i'll cover that more but if i were to do a hierarchy it would be the costume by a landslide then it's the broken promise scene at the end because you're it's like i don't care how you want to sp- i want to hear somebody spin it in a way where i go Okay, that makes sense. Like you said, oh, young love. That's the only way I can spin it. Is and it, and it, even then... I mean, if you love... And teenagers, you know how dramatic they are. I, I just... I seriously think yeah, it's just... But it's love. I don't... It just... It's not... Like, I know we're saying, like, this Peter Parker, this version of Spider-Man, like, may not necessarily be for us. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But it's like... There's gotta be common elements with these characters, like, these versions of these characters. So this is basically snapping Zod, snacking Man of Steel to you? Uh, no, because, remember, I've I've come up with counter-arguments. Like, if they had a scene, there was a scene, like a flashback farm scene, where Clark was supposed to put down a coyote. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. All the chickens are eaten. Well, now Pa's like, well, we can't eat. Because you couldn't do this. But I don't want to kill anybody. I understand that. However, sometimes you have to. Sometimes you got to put that wild dog down. Something along those lines. Then they do the snap scene. I I have no arguments there. The guy grew up on a farm. You mean to tell me he didn't put down an animal or two? I'm okay with that. So Uncle Ben should have had a conversation with him early in this movie. Sometimes promises should be broken. If, yeah, if they did that, I would... I would still hate that. I, there's no way I would not hate that scene. There's literally no way. Because, like, S- Superman has killed, okay? Yeah. 
he's killed countless aliens. Okay? Mm -hmm. He fought Doomsday to the death. He literally said, I'm going to have to kill him. Okay? This is in comic books. It's, as far as I understand with how continuity works, it's canon. He said, I have to kill him. He ended up dying doing it, but he still got to that point where he's like, I have to kill him. He exhausted every single avenue. Mm -hmm. He tried everything he could. He realized the only way to stop him is to kill him. I understand that's going to happen. But in an origin scene, especially with Superman, you have to show the build-up to that. You have to at least make it go, okay, there's no more, nothing else he can do. And previously, he had this little interaction with Pa Kent. But there's, can, other than Young Love, which, I mean, yeah, okay. But it's so slimy how he says it, too, though. It's not even just like, he does, it's not even like he's wrestling with it. It's... We could totally hack up. <laughs> like you said, it was like fingers crossed. Yeah. She's like, yeah, <laughs> we're good. I'm wearing my tight-fitted white t-shirt that shows off my guns. It's all good. Did you see me in the hall? I high-fived Flash. We're buds now. Although that scene where he was like about to lay out Flash, and Flash is just like, feels good, doesn't it? Sorry about your uncle. I was like, <gasps> That's a great scene. <gasps> But that guy was great as Flash. Like, what was his name here? Uh, it was Chris Zilka. Chris Zilka! Yeah, excellent. I Plus, he I, looked like he should be in high school. He wasn't like Joe Montanero, who was 45. <laughs> Although, granted, like 90% of the cast in the high school movie yeah. was in their 40s. Like, fuck. Not well, one looked like they should be in high school. And I mean, I'm not even forgiving, like, like... Andrew Garfield looked like he, I think he was early 20s in this movie, but he looked like he was, he did not look like he was high school. No. <laughs> he did not look like he was high school at all. But whatever. The score in this is fantastic. The score is amazing. Um, it's James Horner, and as far as I know, this is the only superhero movie he's ever done outside of the Zorro movies. <laughs> so they get James Horner, one of the greatest conductors of all time, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but I mean, it's a paycheck, right? But it, it stands it out, great. though. It, it stands out. You know, like, we always got Elfman and Zimmer and all these same guys doing all the themes. Yeah, so to have true. him in there? That's true. Oh, like, I was like, this is great fucking music. I'm happy they kept the, the Spidey theme that he created in the sequel. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, other than that, probably one of my favorite uh, Stanley cameos. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, so funny. Because now we can get back to that. So, uh, once... For some reason, you know, Peter Parker's taking pictures. <laughs> not really. Do they actually specify why he's taking pictures? No. Not really. Oh, did they? Oh, he had like, wasn't he supposed to get a job like with the, uh, the he, Bugle? He says in the sequel that, that's right. that he was selling to the Bugle. Right. That's right. So maybe that's where he was kind of thinking about it. But anyway, so like, you know, Lizard finds the camera labeled Peter Parker. Yeah. And it's just like. Oh, property of Peter Parker. Oh, and then decides, I'm going to go to his high school and fucking kill him. In the middle of the day, it, it falls to school. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> sure, you know, sure. I killed the oh. son of your buddy, you know, just for shits and giggles, you're going to mm -hmm. kill him. But anyway, but that fight scene is awesome because it's in the daytime. It's in the daytime, in the school, which in is school, really cool. Which is really cool. See the lizard like scratching up the lockers and everything. And the crawling around the roof and stuff like yeah. that. Like on the walls and stuff. And then yeah, like you said, fucking just Stanley grooving away with headphones. Yeah. While this just whole thing the is shit up. life yeah. or death in between each other. Like fuck, it was so great. So great. So great. So yeah, that was awesome. Uh but yeah, no, that's that's about all I have for amazing. I honestly really enjoyed this movie a lot more now. Yep, I agree. I agree. I would say it's probably... It's still, like, my least favorite Spider-Man movie, though. Your least favorite? So you like Amazing Spider-Man 2 more than this one? Maybe they're tied for least favorite? I find this one to be better than Amazing Spider-Man 2. I would have to say, yeah, this one is... Well, yeah, I, I agree. Because Amazing like Spider-Man 2... It's it, more of a tighter story yeah, than this one. And Amazing 2 has got that problem where it's, it's juggling too many villains. It's too yeah. many storylines going it's, 
purposely leading into yeah. a uh, Sinister Six movie that we're never going to get and shouldn't ever get. They can't all be the Suicide Squad. Like, no. really, they can't. <laughs> so stop. Stop fucking doing <laughs> They're it. They're really trying, though. So just stop fucking <laughs> doing it. Um, but yeah, no, ultimately I would have to say, yes, this one, yeah, I, I amended Amazing Spider-Man 2 is my least favorite, um, for the whole host of issues that we'll get into. Yeah. In yeah, I got more negatives on that one for sure. But, uh, but yeah, like, I'll no longer look at this movie like, fuck this bullshit, or, or like, watch it to remind yourself how shitty it is. Because mm -hmm. that's... A lot of the times I was watching it just for that purpose. You know, just to be like, yeah, see, it's still fucking shitty. Yeah. It's still fucking shitty. Good job, Chris. Oh, before I forget. So, um, actually, yeah, no, we'll leave it for Amazing Spider-Man 2. So, okay. other than that, uh, I don't have anything else to say. I got nothing to say. So, is it a, is it the worst Spider-Man movie? Like, a Spider-Man movie? No. No. But it's, in my opinion, not one of the best uh, I don't think it'll ever come unless, you know, the next trilogy is so god awfully bad. I don't know that it'll ever get into like my top, uh, the top top tops, mm. right? <clears throat> Which is a shame because there's a lot of good going for it. Yeah, it's a shame. And Mark Webb, you know, a very dramatic guy, or not guy, but director. You know, he did Five Hundred Days of Summer, <laughs> which is such a funny movie. In that, um, it's very much like. Like, people that watch it and think you're supposed to like Joseph Gordon-Levitt's yeah. character. Yeah, wrong. You know, it's that Rick Sanchez thing where you're just like, no, you're, if you like him, if you identify with him, and if you're seeing it from his perspective, you, there's something going on with you, okay? I don't want to use the term incel, but, or was it neckbeard is another one? Neckbeard, like, yeah. Yeah, like he was he was one step away from referring to Zoe Deschanel as female. Well, females should be like bending over for me. And you're like, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And the best part is like when I watched it, I watched it without knowing that, and I'm watching it going like, he's kind of dick. Like, how does he not see that he's kind of like the problem here and then when i got to the ending i was like it's even better that they try to hint at a possible happy ending with autumn and i was just like oh this is then i, re I read that it wasn't you were supposed you weren't supposed to to feel that way you were supposed to be like this guy's a douchebag you know and like chloe, the anti-rom-com chloe grace Moraz is so good in that too she was so funny everyone is great in that movie that yeah see really good <laughs> So I think I think Mark Webb was the right guy to do this. Specifically, oh yeah, hundred percent. Like I mean, like coming off of that and then into like, well, because the chemistry again, is so good, I, and the, way, the dramatic moments in this are so good. Yeah, the the beats hit the way they should. It's just like I said, like I, if I could have watched this in a vacuum, in yeah. a bubble, yeah. without having MCU like Tom Holland MCU and. And Raimi, Tobey Maguire, and all that, if I were able to watch this, like, fresh, I would guarantee you I would love this a lot more. Mm -hmm. Because then it would be like, it'd be like my Spider-Man, you know? Yeah. The, the Spider-Man that I grew up with type of thing. Not that, like, Raimi's Spider-Man is what I grew up with, but it just it fucking touched me at the right spot. Yeah, we didn't right grow time. up with it, but we waited our whole fucking life for that. That's And that's the thing, too, like, when you're just like... Like, we love reading Spidey, we loved... Watching Spidey in the nineties, the cartoon. Oh, man. you know the toys, the the trading cards. Like we, you sit through that fucking nineteen seventy seven bullshit, like oh, fucking horrible Spider Man. Yeah, like I actually couldn't watch it, but I wanted to because it was Spider Man. But then you're like, that's not really Spider Man. <laughs> I can't. I remember an ad for Marvel Universe Trading Cards Series Two on the back of all the comic books uh, in the early nineties. Where they had like real hands holding all the cards. You remember that going around the page? And you saw like. No, that, that was season one. I thought that was, was series one. I thought it was series two. No, that was series one. Are you sure? I'm almost pot. Well, I'm not 100%. I'm almost okay. positive though. 
Well, it, way, it was one of them. But you remember that, right? Like, you saw, like, the actual thing hand and Thor's hand on Spider-Man's Spider glove hand. Oh. And I remember seeing that going, I want a Spider-Man movie so bad. I remember when like they were, like, movie. they announced in, like, 92 that there was going to be a Spider-Man movie. Well, James Cameron was doing it. And you're like, holy For so fuck. long. I don't, I honestly, I'm so glad he didn't. I'm so glad it didn't happen either. I am so glad that he didn't. And the, and the reason it never happened was because of the technology at the time. When this came, what? Well, when Spider-Man One came out, it was just getting to the point where the technology was there. Yeah, just. Um. Anyway, on that note, guys. Yeah. Uh, let us know your thoughts on uh, where you feel Amazing Spider-Man stacks up in the pantheon of Spider-Man movies. Mm -hmm. uh, if it is one of your favorites, I would love to hear why. Because if you could change my view on on the and like I said, I mean. It's one of the lowest ones on there by just by the simple fact of it not being as good as the other ones. Just simple as that. It's like yeah. like Thor 2, it's on the lower end because there's so much good before it. But I understand this might be your, your Spider-Man movie, your go-to. I want to know why. Other than that, um, message Ken too. Let him know. Me! Uh, but you guys know the drill, right? Right? You know the drill? Watch us on YouTube. Clicks. Watch us on uh, Twitter. Uh, Instagram, Facebook. You can listen to us on Google, Apple, and or Google and Apple Podcast. Sorry, and SoundCloud. And check us out at some point. Well, I mean, check us out on geekmassmedia.com. <laughs>